Welcome to the Wish Well Podcast, a women's integrative summit on health and wellness. A podcast hosted by Dr. Michelle Dang, a board-certified anesthesiologist and pain management physician with additional fellowship training in integrative medicine. This podcast will feature weekly episodes with women from all walks of life discussing their health and wellness journeys. everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Women's Integrative Summit on Health and Wellness. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Dang. I just want to check in with everyone and see how you all are doing. I also want to share with you a little bit of something really cool, really fun and exciting that's going on right now. It is called the Thrive Summit, and you can check a little bit of information out at the Thrive Formula, which is the thr5formula.co, and it's a virtual summit that I was really honored to be a part of, created by Dr. Colin Zhu, and I don't know if you remember way back in the very beginning when I created this podcast over a year ago, I actually recorded, I believe it was one of the first podcasts that I was a guest on, and it was with Dr. Colin Zhu's uh, Thrive Bites podcast, and so he asked me to come and be a part of this summit, so I do have a video demonstration of some LaGree-inspired moves, and I do a segment where I talk a lot about fitness and why it's so important for me. So if you get a chance to check it out, it's a really cool summit. There's so many amazing speakers. I mean, I think there's like 40 or more speakers on there. Some of them have been on this podcast as well. So I think it's a great uh, group of speakers and um, experts in areas of fitness and wellness and lifestyle medicine. So if you do get a chance to check it out, you can definitely check it out there at the website. Um, and you can also go to their Instagram page, which is the Thrive Formula, T-H-E-T-R-H-R-5 Formula. So without further ado, I want to introduce to you this week's episode. It is number 70. It is entitled Fully Enjoying Life with Dr. Jordana Rothschild. She is a double board certified physician in preventive medicine and occupational environmental medicine with additional certification in mind-body medicine. You can listen to her chat with me on today's episode on what it means to fully enjoy life in the body that we have. She talks about tapping into what we have in ourselves to accomplish the goals and how we want to live our lives to the fullest potential. She shares her journey into mind-body medicine, starting with her training in preventive medicine. Her advice to others is to not be afraid to choose the life you want to live. Every morning, we are gifted with a new day, and each day, we get to choose how we want to spend that day. It's ours alone. Nobody can live it for us. We just have to be brave enough to own our choices. She also has released a free five-day mind-body boot camp starting May 24th, and the link will be in the show notes or on wishwell.health.blog. So definitely check it out there on our blog, and you can find out more information about Dr. Rothschild at alpinehealthmd.com. You can follow her on Instagram at Jordana Rothschild. 
and you can follow her on Facebook, Alpine Health MD, or join her Facebook group, Alpine Health Community. I love featuring women doing amazing things on this podcast, so I really do hope that you take the opportunity to check her out on all those places that you can find her, and definitely check out that free Mind Body Boot, boot Camp. I think it'll be super cool. I'm going to have to mark that down on my calendar as well. So remember, the full bio is always available at wishwell.health.blog. I usually post all of the episodes there so you can search for all of our last 70 episodes amazing that we've even accomplished 70 episodes and uh, her full bio will be also be available there and you can check out our instagram page wishwell.health and check me out michelle dang md and until next week i will talk to you all soon take care bye bye Hi everyone, it's Dr. Michelle Dang with the Women's Integrative Summit on Health and Wellness, the Wishwell podcast. I'm here today with Dr. Jordana Rothschild. She is a double board certified physician in preventive medicine and occupational and environmental medicine. And she has additional certification in mind-body medicine. I'm super excited to hear her chat about her topic today. So welcome, how are you doing? Hi Michelle, thank you so much for having me on the show today. I'm really excited to be here. I'm so happy to have you here. So why don't you, we just jump right in and why don't you tell our listeners what uh, words or phrases describe um, your women's health and wellness topic for today's podcast. When I think about health and wellness, for me, that means fully enjoying my life in the body that I have. One, of the, one, one way I like to think of it is, um, there's this scene in the movie in The Princess Bride where the, the man in black is like, just came back from being mostly dead and he needs to storm the palace and conquer everything. And so he says to the two people who rescued him, what are our assets? And, and the response is, well, I don't remember the quote exactly, but he says like, my sword, your brains and his strengths. And the guy says, well, that's nothing. If only I had a Holocaust cloak. And the guy whips one out and says, yeah, I have one. And he says, well, now we're talking. Well, if only I had a wheelbarrow. And he says, oh, well, now we're talking. So I think a lot of times we actually have the tools that we need in ourselves to, to accomplish the things that we really do want to accomplish. It's just that we don't realize it and we don't have it. So for me, that's what health is about. It's tapping into our bodies, our health, and all of the things that we do have inside us so that we can use our bodies to accomplish our goals and to live the life that we want to live. I think that's beautiful. I mean, so, so many of us, myself included, we don't know exactly what we're capable of. We don't know um, how strong we are, um, not only physically, but mentally as well. So I think it's a great, um, great analogy using the Princess Bride, which I know it's a classic movie. Many of us have watched that. So we definitely know that scene. So tell us a little bit about just kind of your journey into how you went into the field of preventive and occupational environmental medicine. How did, how did you decide to learn more about mind-body medicine and lifestyle medicine? When, when I was younger, when I was a student, I was always kind of super driven, really kind of intense, type A, perfectionist, overachiever, kind of workaholic. Um, and in college that kind of, that kind of came back to bite me. And 
um, my body just shut down. I got really sick and my body told me that I could not sustain this high intensity life that I was living and working and kind of overextending everything. So I think that was really my first introduction to mind body medicine, even though I think I didn't really, really realize it at the time. Um, I, I started kind of practicing my own version of mind body medicine in order to take control of my own health back when I was in college. And then in medical school, I think I always had kind of that attitude that I needed to live my life in a healthy way in order to keep my body functioning in a way that would serve me and in a way that would help me accomplish what I needed to do. So I've always practiced my own life that way and lived my life that way. And then through medical school, it only got even more ingrained. And I realized, you know, as we learned the physiology and the biochemistry of how stress works and how nutrition interacts with our body and what exercise does to our body, what substances do to our body. I think I just kind of solidified that concept and learned the science behind it so that when I ended up going into practice, it was just part of the way that I always practice medicine. Great. And for those of us who aren't really familiar with the field of preventive medicine, can you talk to us a little bit about what that is? Um, I know that I've, I've heard of it. I think in residency, we had a program at my residency um, where I went uh, to complete my residency, but I honestly in medical school had no idea that that was even a field of medicine. Sure. You know, it's funny because as a medical student, I also had no idea that it existed. And I lucked into it because halfway through medical school, I decided to take a leave of absence in order to do a master's in public health. And it just so happened that my advisor for my degree was a preventive medicine physician who was also double boarded in occupational and environmental medicine. And I chose to concentrate in environmental health there. And so he really mentored me and, and showed the field to me but you're right that a lot of people don't really know it exists. So preventive medicine is, it's a little bit broad in the sense that we have multiple subspecialties and areas of concentration, but the main focus is on preventing disease. So there are different ways that you can prevent disease. And if you think about it, any disease from that perspective, you can think about preventing disease on a population level or on an individual level. So you can choose to practice it through either of those tracks. And then within prevention, we think about primary prevention, secondary prevention, and tertiary prevention. So primary prevention would be making sure somebody doesn't even get sick in the first place. So for example, a vaccine would prevent you from getting sick. That would be primary prevention. Secondary prevention would be if you have some kind of disease that you're living with, but you can maximize your health and optimize your health in a way that it doesn't affect you on a day-to-day -day basis. So if you think about somebody with, let's say, high blood pressure, secondary prevention would look like controlled high blood pressure. So you still have the disease, but you're keeping it under control. And then tertiary prevention would be having a serious disease that is impacting your life, but treating it so that it doesn't progress further. So that's kind of what we think of more in the sense of traditional medicine is kind of like tertiary prevention. 
So this is kind of an aside, but just because we hear a lot in medicine about prophylaxis. So, you know, if you're on a blood thinner, that's prophylaxis. Um, what's the difference between prevention and prophylaxis or is there a difference? Um, there's not really a difference. Prophylaxis is just mm -hmm. using a medication in order to prevent. So if, if somebody's on a blood thinner so that they don't get a blood clot, mm -hmm. that is, I mean, you could view it through either lens. You could say that it's primary prevention because you're preventing the blood clot, or you could say that it's secondary prevention because they have a medical condition already that's making them prone to those blood clots and we're treating it so that it doesn't progress further and impact their life. Mm -hmm. Okay, just curious. <laughs> so uh, let's shift a little bit and, and talk a little bit about the mind-body medicine aspect of it. You mentioned that you kind of developed your own kind of technique, mind-body technique, dealing with stress. Um, and so tell us a little bit about that additional certification and how you discovered it and, and how, you, how you utilize that currently. Well, at the beginning, it was really kind of haphazard. In the beginning, it was that I had a medical condition that was impacted by my own stress levels. And somebody told me to try doing yoga. So I just started going to yoga classes. And in those yoga classes, just the instructors happened to be really good at the place that I was going to back in college. And they ended every single session with a guided meditation. And that was really the start of it for me is where I learned how to meditate, but also how to meditate with my body through the practice of yoga. And that was what kept my own disease under control. And then from there, I kept doing those things. And I realized um, that what I ate had an impact on my health and how I felt, not through any strict nutrition protocol or anything like that, but just kind of knowing what's healthy, you know, kind of sticking to fruit, vegetables, things that grow from the ground and avoiding things that come out of boxes and cans, you know, not, not, not some really complicated prescriptive diet and, um, and sleep. I learned just again, through trial and error that when I was sleep deprived, I didn't feel well. And when I got sleep, I felt great. So I kind of just put that together on my own. And then, um, through my preventive medicine residency, there's a lot of training that we get on different methods of practicing medicine and kind of a more holistic approach. So through my residency, I really had a lot of exposure to different modalities, <clears throat> including mind-body medicine. Um, and it was actually back when I was working at Stony Brook, I had a colleague who had been trained in mind-body medicine at Harvard through the Benson Henry Institute. And he introduced me to that program where I ultimately ended up getting my own certification. So tell us a little bit about what exactly mind-body medicine entails. Like, I mean, we kind of hear those words and, you know, I know about yoga, practice yoga, I know about meditation, practice meditation, but what is actually mind-body medicine? So stress, is a physiologic reaction, right? It's not just, it's this term, stress is this really abstract term that we kind of throw around and we use as a catch-all to mean anything that makes us feel kind of uncomfortable or anything that makes us feel overwhelmed. But from a medical perspective, the stress response is a very clear physiological reaction that happens in our body. Sometimes we call it the fight or flight response, or sometimes people call it an adrenaline rush, but there's this cascade of chemicals that get released in our body in response to a stressor. And this is something that evolved, you know, thousands, if not millions of years ago in kind of more primitive humans, 
where, and animals have this kind of response too, where when, when we perceive an external threat to our own survival, our brain flips this switch where we go into survival mode. And so it turns off anything that's non-essential and it ramps up anything that we're going to need in order to get ourselves out of that life-threatening situation. So imagine that you are being chased by somebody that's literally trying to kill you or by a wild animal. What are the things that your body's going to need to do in order to survive? You're going to increase your muscle tone so that you can either run faster or fight harder, whichever, whichever you decide to do. You're going to increase your heart rate in order to maintain the blood supply so that you can do everything faster. You're going to um, increase your breathing rate and increase oxygen delivery to your body. You're going to have your mind moving at a faster rate. So all of those things that we do, your blood pressure is going to go up. All of those things that we do in order to respond to a life-threatening situation. And then at the same time, our body shuts off anything we don't need at that moment. So it's going to shut off your desire to eat and drink and your digestion because you don't want to be stopping to go to the bathroom when you're in the middle of fighting for your life. It's going to decrease your sex drive. It's going to decrease your ability to fall asleep because you want to be in a heightened state of wakefulness. So all of those things that our body does are for the purpose of survival. The problem is that that part of our brain isn't very sophisticated. It's not smart. It's not good at knowing the difference between a true life-threatening situation and just, you know, some minor inconvenience that's making us feel a little bit anxious. So I am going to have the same physiological reaction to someone trying to kill me as I am to missing the traffic light that I was really hoping to catch so that I'm not late to work. Mm -hmm. So my body's going to react in the same way. And when that happens over and over and over and over again, it starts wearing down our body because you can't live in that heightened state 24 seven without it starting to cause harm and wear and tear. And that's kind of the intersection between mind and body. So we have these external things and these perceptions that cause our bodies to react in a certain way and then that can impact our health. So a lot of what mind-body medicine is, is teaching our body to override that automatic stress reaction and remain in a physical state of relaxation, even when we have some kind of perceived challenge that we're trying to face. I love that description of stress, um, just because it just makes so much sense. And I think the reality is that in this day and age, so many of us, I mean, I feel like the majority of us are living in that constant stressed state. And, um, but now there are so many, so many tools out there, so many types of medicine out there to kind of combat those and to teach us the tools, how to address and reduce all of that stress. Yeah, it's so true. We're, we're all living a lot of our lives in that stress response and it's mm -hmm. exhausting. Mm -hmm. I know. And, and not only is it, you mentioned, you know, the physiological, physiological response to it. I mean, I know for myself, I get the physical manifestations of, of stress. I mean, I break out, I get um, um, eczema really bad in certain areas of my body whenever I'm super stressed out and um, everybody kind of responds to stress physically in a kind of a different way as well. 
Absolutely. It affects our health and it changes our bodies in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about um, some of the, you mentioned different techniques that you've learned in mind, in mind body medicine. Um, you talked about yoga and meditation. What are some other tools or techniques that you've learned? When I think about how to cope with stress, um, there are three kind of main ways that we can build resilience. So when we talk about resilience, what I mean by that is our ability to either cope with stress or to bounce back from stress. So either one of those is gonna be beneficial, right? If I'm faced with a stressor and it doesn't phase me, that's great. Or if I'm faced with a stressor and it kind of knocks me down for a few minutes, but then I'm able to recover and recuperate quickly, that's also gonna, that's also gonna make me feel better. That's also gonna make my health a little bit better. So there are three kind of main subheadings under resilience that I would talk about. And the first is practicing the relaxation response. So the relaxation response is the physiological opposite of the stress response. And you can put yourself in a relaxation response intentionally anytime you choose to. So we can do it right now. We can practice the relaxation response. All you really need to do is sit for a second and clear your mind and slow down your breathing just a little bit. And just focus on the inhalation and the exhalation. And as you do that, you might notice that your shoulders aren't in your neck anymore, or that you're not clenching your fist anymore, or you're not biting your nails. And so just kind of toning down that stress response can be done just by any kind of single-minded focus. So that's the relaxation response. And there are so many different techniques to put your body into the relaxation response. And the more you practice them, the easier it gets. It's kind of like building muscle memory for any new skill. The more you do it, if you just do it every single day, a couple times a day, the more you'll just kind of naturally be able to put your body into that sense of relaxation. So that's the first component of building resilience. The second component is stress awareness. So just being aware of what's causing you stress helps you put it in perspective. Right? If I'm at a traffic light and I feel my body going into that fight or flight reaction, and then I just have that mental awareness of, oh my God, I'm going into my stress response and this is just a traffic light, then I can kind of start pulling myself out of it. So that's the second area that we can work on. And again, there are a bunch of different tools that we can use to improve your self-awareness, your stress awareness. And then the third component would be learning different types of adaptive strategies. So those would be any kind of lifestyle or cognitive strategy that's going to put you in a better state of mind to begin with so that you don't overreact or so that you're just in an overall better state, a better mental state and physical state, and you don't get quite as beaten down by stress. So for example, sleep is a really good adaptive strategy. If you get seven to eight hours of sleep the night before, and then you have a really stressful day, you might be okay. Whereas if you only got two hours of sleep last night, you're gonna be so irritable today and the littlest thing is gonna completely set you off, right? Mm -hmm. So just improving your baseline health, the same thing goes for nutrition. If you ate well, you're gonna be better able to cope with stress. And then there are also mental adaptive strategies. For example, practicing gratitude. People who 
have a daily gratitude practice are in a better overall state of mind so that when they are faced with stressors, they cope with it better. So those would be the three areas that build resilience. The first would be practicing the relaxation response on a regular basis. The second would be building your stress awareness. And the third would be learning adaptive strategies. I love all that. Now, I'll have to say, I think over the years, the breath work that I've, I've done for myself has helped so much to, to reduce my level of stress. And when you were guiding us through, I myself closed my eyes and I felt myself relax. And I said, oh, wait, I'm recording this podcast. <laughs> I better get back to it. Um, but I love that. And it definitely kind of goes back to your phrase for health and wellness, which is, you know, um, you have, we, we talked earlier way in the beginning that we have all the tools um, in our own selves. And so breathing, that's, you know, a tool that we have in our own body and this adaptive strategies that you mentioned, we have the ability to do that. That's nothing that we have to do, go outward to, 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 to achieve. So I think it definitely goes back to your word for health and wellness. Yeah, we all, we all have it in us, but sometimes you need a little bit of help bringing it up front and kind exactly. of tapping into it. Exactly. So lastly, um, I, I told you that before that the 20 minutes will go by super fast. Um, can you tell us a little bit about Alpine Health? Yeah, I would love to. Alpine Health is um, Alpine Health is a mind, body, and lifestyle medicine practice that I have started together with a psychologist named Erica Rappaport, and we work together to do all of these things. We work together to help people tap into the tools that they already have to live the kind of healthy life that they want to live. And so that's going to include managing stress as well as all of the other lifestyle factors that go into living a healthy life. Nutrition, the food that we put in our bodies, the amount of sleep and the quality of sleep that we get, the substances that we put in our bodies, the physical activity that we get to help keep our bodies healthy and strong. And the social relationships, the connectedness that we feel to other people is also a really important component of health. So we work together to help people focus on whichever one of those aspects is the most attainable to them at that moment. Because the fun thing about all of this is that they're so interconnected that you don't have to think, oh my God, I have to work on all these different areas. I have to go on this diet and I have to have a fitness plan and I have to get sleep. And all of those things can get kind of overwhelming. The nice thing about all of it is that because they're so interconnected, you only need to work on one and focus on one. And then eventually with time, everything else is going to improve and you're going to get into this positive upward spiral of living a healthier life. Awesome. And do you have any online resources for our listeners who may be interested? We do. You can look us up. Our website is alpinehealthmd.com. And you can also find us on YouTube at Alpine Health, as well as some fitness videos that you can find on YouTube under adult recess. Oh, fun. If you don't know, I, I'm all about fitness. My favorite phrase is for people to, to just get moving. So I think it's wonderful that you're offering that as well. Oh, well, fantastic. Maybe you'll, maybe you'll come on our YouTube channel with us and we'll do some fun adult recess activities. 
Oh, super fun. You know, it's funny. I tried to record a fitness video recently and it was very challenging to record myself. <laughs> um, so last thing is, is there any advice you can offer to others who may be struggling a little bit with, with all the stress and everything that's going on in the current situation? Yeah, you're not alone. Everybody's feeling it. So just speak up, reach out. There are so many of us that want to be on this journey with you. All you need to do is let us know. Excellent. And I want to thank you again for taking your time out to record with us today. I definitely will leave all the links to um, as far as how people can reach you and find you, including your YouTube link on our show notes. Other than that, thank you again so much for taking your time out to record. Thanks, Michelle. It was nice to chat with you. Bye. If you've been following me for a while, you'll know how much I love Legree Fitness. It is a high intense, low impact workout on a machine called a Megaformer. Did you know that you have the opportunity to purchase a home machine called a Microformer? If you're interested in finding out a little bit more about the Microformer, head on over to LegreeFitness.com or if you're ready to purchase a Microformer, go to shopmaximumfitness.com and you can use my coupon code MICHELLEDANGMD to save on your own home fitness machine. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wish Well podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Please subscribe and follow along every week for new episodes. You can find us on Instagram at wishwell.health and at our website, wishwell.health.blog. Until next time, I wish you health and I wish you wellness. Thank you.